This episode is partially brought to you by the Humble Choice Program. Did you know Humble Bundle has a great monthly subscription service that lets you get a ton of video games every single month? That's right, from plans range from $5 to 20 bucks a month, you get a hold of a bunch of free games they have available to you. And you can use our code down in the description below to go and sign up. It would help our podcast and help you see what great games are available for you this month. Hello everyone and welcome back to one of these fun interview episodes of the SWW Show. I'm Mike. I'm doing a solo interview today because AJ is currently, I don't know, out doing AJ things. Uh, so today I was with a special guest from decently around the world, I would say. Uh, Marco? Marco is here to talk about his game in Easy Red 2. To get us started, Marco, how are you doing today? Hey, thank you a lot for inviting me here. I'm doing great. Um, I'm finally in a good period after two years of development on my uh, current game, which is actually um, still in development, but at least uh, we managed to release the 1.0. And after two years of hard work, uh, we are finally getting good results, so I'm very happy, and this is a good, great period for me, so thank you for asking. Perfect. Uh, to get us started, do you mind telling everyone who might not have heard of it, what is Easy Red 2? Sure. Um, Easy Red 2 is a World War II simulator uh, with many sandbox features. Um, it might uh, looks like uh, it's uh, another game uh, between many other games of the same genre, but uh, actually Easy Red 2 uh, tries to implement uh, many uh, new features, um, such as a uh, um, um, very deep uh, mission editor that can work with uh, Steam Workshop, uh, where you can play maps with friends, uh, with bots, in PvE, in PvP. There are like many, many features uh, about sandbox and um, um, playing with friends. So um, we are trying to make something uh, slightly different from uh, what other games like uh, um, Battlefield uh, has been done or what's like um, uh, Postscriptum or other simulator games uh, that uh, might look similar in, um, in the gameplay. So I immediately want to kind of talk about how you're going into kind of this genre of games that is, I would argue, and maybe you'll correct me, that I think is a decently full genre of games and then has the secondary effect of people really into their game, kind of. Like, if you go to someone who's, like, into Arma, like, that's what they play. I'm, I'm kind of curious, as, like, the new person, like, in the field, kind of, like, going into this genre, how do you kind of make sure that, like, people are willing to check out your game, kind of, versus, like, versus, like staying in their silo? Um, so basically you're asking uh, um, why did I choose to uh, develop this kind of genre considering that there are like um, huge uh, games that are um, already um, trying to fight to get the market? Um, yeah. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, I would say that and um, like that. Yeah, let's start, let's start right there. Okay. Um, well, um, first of all, obviously, um, the, the main reason is a passion uh, that I always had for uh, um, realistic games, not only war uh, simulators or in general simu um, simulators games, 
but um, I always like the games that represent uh, uh, real things that happened or uh, might happen in um, in the world in uh, in the humanity. And surely World War II has been um, a great uh, um, a great event that um, um, everyone uh, that that affected everyone in the world and still is affecting uh, every one of us. So um, it's surely uh, one setting that I I, w- I was really um, interested in. Um, to re- replicate it inside a game, to show uh, what was it, to show how it happened. And um, this is the main reason. It's like um, a passion reason again. Um, but yeah, as you said, there are other games that are surely trying to do, um, to take their place on the market, on these uh, specific markets. You mentioned Arma, uh, and I agree. Uh, Arma is surely another game that can be uh, considered, you know, um, a big um a big game on this uh, on this genre but um there are still i think many things that um none of the current games on the market tried to uh, bring on um on this genre in particular so um basically um along with my passion i'm also trying to make something that um i really consider different from other games and include many many features that i have to say uh, when I was a child and when I was playing such games, I really wished uh, they were there, actually. So um, what I'm doing is um, basically um, trying to make, again, something similar to, to such games. Uh, sorry, so something <laughs> different from, uh, from such games. Uh, um, some, something that other players that are not finding in those games can um, hopefully find in Easy Red 2. That's... That's interesting. So I immediately always want to give kudos to the people who are kind of t- going into this, I think. Kind of, because there's a couple of genres out there that I always think are, like, that hard to break into genre. Um, for obvious, like, just because, like, there are people kind of in their ways. Uh, one of the broader things, though, with this genre as a whole, I, I would argue, is getting new players kind of into this genre. Is there anything that you kind of focused on while while making this game? to try and like entice new new players into these uh more intense more kind of strict games kind of versus like the call of duties of the world uh that's really a good question um i have to say that surely this is possible you know to convince people to try something a little bit different from the other kind of world games that they are usually playing but um, I think this kind of genre is very, very specific. And uh, if a player doesn't uh, really um, already like this uh, this genre, didn't already had a chance to to test it in maybe his childhood or in general in this in his um, video game past, uh, it's very hard to uh, let them understand that this is not like a fast uh, game like uh, a Call of Duty is. Uh, um, sort of an uh, almost arena-like game. So um, usually um, the, the biggest critics on the gameplay of the game, in fact, uh, comes from those people that are uh, usually judging the game uh, like this is too slow, uh, animation um, aren't uh, in quick enough, uh, um, movements might be, might be a little bit too clunky, but... Uh, they're probably just searching for other different games and it's hard, I think, uh, if they um, doesn't like this kind of simulation to um, introduce them to this world. Again, surely someone might eventually understand this and might eventually um, try to um, 
play this different uh, approach of war games, but um, I think um, everyone, uh, after all, has his own uh, preferences, and uh, it's hard to change someone uh, just giving them another different game from the one they usually play uh, without maybe spend many times trying to uh, let him understand why this is different and why um, it doesn't respect the standard of games that he usually plays. It's always... It, it's the old, like, <laughs> people like what they like adage, I think always just makes this kind of stuff rough. Um, so, kind of... So we've talked about kind of how you are a... I don't want to say... I keep calling them simulation restrictor type games, so that's kind of what it is to me. Is um, So I'm kind of curious, kind of, as we talk about this broad thing of, like, you went in kind of with these goals... Is there anything, obviously, since the game is now out in 1.0 and has been for a couple months, that like you're really proud of or you think is a cool selling point for people when debating if they should check out this game, kind of, mechanically? Um, well, so basically, the, um, the game, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, is uh, now in 1.0, uh, since uh, the 6th of uh, January, so yeah, it's um, almost a month. And uh, um, the game has been in uh, early access for uh, another year uh, previously. And um, um, I, I want to introduce uh, the, this idea, this concept of myself, which is um, uh, on my past, uh, especially maybe because uh, I always, uh, almost always worked uh, alone. Uh, but um, I always uh, um, tried, um, found different to um, see one of my game 100% complete because I always see that uh, I can still get uh, going on working, improving that animation, changing that texture. There isn't like a um, final step point where I look at some feature or some, uh, you know, asset, some graphical aspect and say, okay, I cannot do anything better than this. I think this is impossible. And I think this is something that maybe um, other game developers actually think. So, um, what I'm trying to do usually is uh, trying to bring up with um, uh, suggestions of players and um, trying to keep up, keep up and uh, um, continue working on everything players uh, thinks um, could be improved according to most uh, um, requested suggestions. And of course, I always uh, um, consider what I prefer uh, my game to be. Um, to be like, of course, because um, again, this comes from my passion, first of all. But um, and, and until there are people that are interested on the game and they want it to evolve and stuff, I think I will still continue working on it, even if it's on 1.0, because 1.0, uh, first um, for me, it's mostly um, um, a point where the game is 100% playable, doesn't have uh, bugs, or at least the few bugs that it has are bugs that were not uh, noticed, not bugs, obviously, that uh, are uh, like ignored from the de- development. Uh, so it's like um, a milestone, like say, okay, now the game is ready, now the game can be played, uh, but still I consider this sort of a um, game service, like uh, you pay not only to get a full complete game, but you also pay to be able to get in touch with me uh, or with other members, uh, with other collaborators and uh, give us suggestions to keep on working on this uh, until there are players that uh, still want this game to be developed. No, that makes 
a lot of kind of sense. Is there any of those kind of features or upcoming requests that you guys have talked about that people could should kind of expect in the game in the coming months? Uh, sure. Um, there are mostly uh, two uh, lines of the development that are uh, keeping up. Uh, one is, uh, I, I want to talk first of this, uh, one is the DLC line, which is basically um, a series of DLCs that will probably be planned, very cheap ones that will be useful just to get the budget to keep up w- working on the game. And the only one that is currently planned is the Stalingrad DLC. Uh, so it's a Russian front, new Russian weapons, uniforms, vehicles, planes, maps, props, a lot of stuff, uh, voice lines, of course, uh, musics, very, very, very lot of stuffs. Uh, it, again, will be very, very cheap and will be required probably uh, two, three, maybe four months of development. It's very hard uh, to me to give a precise timing. Uh, while the other uh, line of the development that we are going ahead is uh, uh, as I, the one that I just mentioned, which is the suggestion development and uh, uh, in general the progression of the the base game, which is obviously uh, cons- cons- um, which are obviously free updates. Uh, the the biggest thing that we are going to rework during next month in these uh, free updates uh, are the art style, because again, thanks to the 1.0, um, we have been uh, able to increase the budget for the game. Um, we found a um, guy that is very, very helping us. Uh, he will probably take part of, of um, um, art style uh, development, especially art style co- um, coordination between all uh, modelers to bring a new art style, which will be um, something more um, coherent with all the game, some some reward that will change a lot on, on maps, on props, especially on buildings. Probably there will be new destruction systems, a lot of stuff that will mostly rework graphics and uh, animations. And this is a rework that will be uh, probably uh, will probably happen at the same time with the development of the Stalingrad DLC. And uh, also uh, during the, these um, f- free updates that we are releasing constantly, we also are um, listening to, for for much smaller suggestions. For example. Uh, it happens ha- um, very often that at some point many players uh, get convinced that some new vehicles needed needs to be added to the game, and uh, adding just one or in, in anyway just a few vehicles uh, is not a very very hard task. Uh, so um, we we are usually making weekly updates to fix smaller bugs and stuff, and if possible uh, we also include a few weapons or a few vehicles from the one that has been. Uh, suggested the months on the previous week. So, uh, yeah, I think for some new player, the development might be very confused, but there are uh, basically um, these two uh, main developments uh, going on at the same time. The DLC one, uh, the base game uh, one, and this second one has uh, um, big features that are coming in the next month and small features that usually comes every week. I meant to ask, because it sounds like there's a lot going on in this game. How big is the team that's currently working on it? <laughs> um, well, actually, um, it's very, very small. Um, until the release of the 1.0, uh, it was basically me. Uh, plus, there was um, small uh, cooperators uh, that um, uh, were making some stuff uh, um, just from time, from time to time. 
um, like voice actor, of course, that works uh, for the game for a few hours, and then usually uh, they doesn't uh, get in touch anymore because they, their part is done. Or 3D modelers that uh, um, basically um, waits uh, for uh, new models um, on request from me, makes the, um, all the models, and then they deliver me and wait for the next time I need help while they work on other projects, of course. But uh, with the 1.0 development, I'm surely trying to get some more solid team. In fact, as I said, uh, this new guy that is going to help us, this new art director, uh, will probably um, be working full-time on graphics. Uh, it's already actually uh, starting doing this part of the job. And he will also try to um, cooperate with uh, other of the um, 3D modelers that I mentioned before that helped me uh, until now. So uh, until day 1.0, I had to say that the only one person that was working full-time of the game uh, was me. Uh, now we are two, and maybe in the next months we will uh, expand the team uh, a little bit more. Wow. Uh, it sounds uh, like you have been busy. Um, I want to say congratulations on getting the game Ozzy out into this 1.01 scene because that is always a kind of a thing that like is just hard to do. Uh, so obviously the game we've been talking about is Easy Red 2. Uh, you are under, if people look for the game on Steam, it's under your name, Marco Amadei. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah uh, the correct pronunciation is Marco Amadei, but yeah, of course, uh, can be a little bit tricky to pronounce for non-Italian, so don't worry. I'm gonna embarrass you and tell you I'm half Italian, and like my dad's like from like his family's directly from Italy, so like that's the embarrassing part of that one. But yeah, uh, people should check it out again. It's Easy Red Two. Is there anything else that you think people should know, or any any last minute sales pitches for people who want to go check out your game? Um. Well. Um. I think that uh, if they just get uh, to see the Steam page, uh, take a look to the some um, of the um, description on the game, see what the game actually about, see how many boss they can find the game, see how many features they can expect. It's again, it's really hard to uh, list all of the stuff that are in the game because th th there's a lot. There's a squad system. There are many vehicles. There are planes. There is much simulation, penetration of projectiles. Uh, or uh, projectiles can ricochet. There are like many, 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 many features. Um, it's really, really hard to explain them in a, in a small podcast. In fact, I didn't focus on, you know, explaining all of this. So um, I think the only thing I can really suggest to players is uh, um, open the, the Steam page, take a look to the game, take a look if you are interested on the features. If you have any questions, I'm always available. I try to reply um, as every message I can on Discord, or, or if I cannot, uh, I have a few moderators that uh, are usually helping me, uh, pointing out uh, um, questions made up by the users uh, to let me reply quick uh, and uh, in a precise way. So um, my, my real suggestion is just uh, take a look to the game, see if you're interested, and if you, are question, if you have questions, you can always contact me. This is a, always have been a very important thing in the development, staying in touch with the community, listening to feedback. So don't worry, I'm, uh, I'm here to try to uh, answer every question I get. Perfect. And I assume they could find a link to this Discord, I assume, just 
on on either the game or the game's website? Sure, sure. It's on the Steam page. It's on many discussions of Steam. It's, it's, it will be easy to, to find it, sure. Perfect. Well, again, Marco, I want to say thank you for your time today, taking out of your afternoon to talk to me about Easy Red 2. Again, one more time, people, it's Easy Red 2. Go check out on Steam. Uh, go buy it. Go wishlist it. Go do all of that fun stuff. It has very positive reviews. And apparently there's a lot more content coming. So again, Marco, uh, thank you for your time today. Thank to you. It was very nice to be here with you today. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at The SWW Show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Lossiebor. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.